Fellow Bear Truthers, welcome back to a new episode. This is episode 8 and today will be more of a special episode where as God put on my heart to talk about my personal testimony, what I went through in my life, what things I went through and stuff. Um, And I hope that this will be an encouragement for some of you. Maybe some of you are going through what I've went through before or yeah, stuff like that. I hope it's encouraging and will help you to stay faithful to God on your journey. This journey will not be easy. God never promised it to be easy. But God did promise us that he'll be with us wherever we go. Let's get into the testimony. All right, so I guess we can start from here. Uh, You're probably not going to hear everything about me. And some things I won't be so explicit about for privacy. Um, And I'm not trying to hide anything, but just for the privacy reason. But um, probably not going to say just everything because uh, I went through a lot of things growing up and but I'll tell you the main part and how I turned to God and stuff like that. So it all started from here. I was born in a town called Noonan, Georgia, which is 35 to 40 minutes outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, that's where I grew up for 13 years of my life. My dad was a truck driver. My mom was a stay-home mom. And, uh, you know, my parents put me into this Christian private school to protect me from the things in the world, which didn't really do that. That school didn't really do anything for me, to be honest. But, um, you know, growing up, of course, my parents taught me a lot about God. And I grew up in the church. Um, I grew up into a Christian family. I was blessed with this opportunity to be, you know, to be born into a Christian family, to know about God growing up. And of course, I knew all the Bible stories and everything. And one big moment that came to me in my life um, was when I was nine years old. Uh, when I was nine years old, something and probably the biggest thing happened. That's one of the biggest things that ever happened to me in my life is where my uh, mother had a a really bad accident. And it was uh, that she fell down from a very high place, like a very high place. And basically everything in her was broken and stuff like that and um i remember hearing her scream and falling and uh i remember i ran down the stairs like really fast when i and i went outside to see what happened because i heard her scream and fall and hit the ground and I, i ran so fast that day and i saw her on the ground and uh little did i know that i was about to experience something amazing in this moment but also something really terrible at this age of nine, this is where I met Jesus for the first time. And uh, basically, when I saw my mom on the ground, um, I saw a light. It was a very bright light right beside her that picked her up and was able to make her, and it kind of just guided her to walk inside the house to lay down on the couch. Of course, to me in that moment, I was so young, I didn't really know who that was. Now I do. Now I realize that was Jesus because in that moment, she wasn't physically, she was not able to get up from what happened. Everything in her was broken at that moment. And she was not able to really get up at that time. It was a physically impossible thing, but Jesus was there. Of course, me in that moment being scared and not knowing what to do. I mean, I I ended up calling one of our family friends. I'm like, look what happened. I need you to come as fast as you can. My mom had this accident. I need you to come and call the ambulance. I need you to come. And she came 
she called the ambulance. My mom ended up getting lifted to the hospital, to a hospital in Atlanta called Grady, Grady Hospital, I think, something like that. And she got airlifted there. And um, yeah, that, that really had a really big impact on me. I thought I was going to lose my mom in that moment. Um, I really thought I was going to be momless in that moment, but God definitely saved my mom. And uh, yeah, and the next day when I went to school, or actually before that, actually, we got news from the hospital, like really bad news saying that if my mom was at least five seconds late to the hospital from being airlifted, she would have, she would have been paralyzed for life. Like she couldn't do anything. Her whole body would have been paralyzed for life if she was five seconds late. So that's amazing. And I can say for sure, she's not like that right now, completely healed. I thank God for that every day. Again, I shouldn't be having a mom right now. I should be momless, but it's a miracle and God is good. Next day, of course, I went to school, um, but I wasn't home because um, my dad was at work. My dad, again, I said he's a truck driver. He was gone at work when this happened. I, can, I can't even imagine probably how he felt being on the road like so many states away from our home state knowing that, that, that this happened. Um, but the next day, I went to school. Uh, our family friends, I stayed with them. They brought me to school. And when I went to school, I wasn't really expecting anyone to know about this. I just wanted to go to school like it was a normal day. Of course, I wasn't really that happy, not feeling good after what had happened. Um, the next day, everyone is like, yo, Eddie, I heard I heard what happened with your mom and everything. And I'm like, how do you guys know this? Who told you this? And they're like, she's on the news. And I looked and she was actually on the news on our local news in Georgia. I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't very happy about that personally. I wasn't okay with that. But hey, it got on the news, not because we wanted to though. But um, moving on from there, she should have been in the hospital for, she, she should have been in the hospital for like six months. But God made a miracle happen and she came out that hospital in three weeks, fully healed fractured skull, fractured bones, popped lung, a lot more than that. Because at that young age, I didn't even know what was really happening, to be honest. So young. But still to this day, I just think in my brain, like, how did I not know that that day when she had that accident? How did I not know that that, that was Jesus? I mean, but now I look back and I think of it and I just can't believe that at the age of nine, I really met Jesus. And that's that's such a huge blessing for this to happen at that kind of age. People don't some people don't meet Jesus until like they're um, in their twenties, even fifteens. But I met him at the age of nine, and that's a complete blessing. From then on, God started working in my life. And fast forwarding, my mom came home. She was completely healed. Nothing like she was as if nothing happened to her. Moving on this to the next stage of our life, we had a moment in our life where my parents started feeling like we were not following God, like we were after this world too much, like we wanted too much of this world. Um, we had, my family was very blessed. We were blessed with big house, lots of land. Growing up, we had three ponds behind my house. I went fishing every day, literally for bass. It was really a blessed state in my life. We made a lot of money. And um, 
but my parents ended up realizing and saying we're not doing we're at we're after money we're living what how we want going on vacations doing all these things we're not going after god and one day my dad asked god said god if you want us to move away from the states and go and to follow you give give me a sign one day my dad comes home from work again my dad was able to bring his semi truck home being that we had such such a big driveway big house and big land he was able to bring the whole rig home and work on it. He came home one day with the truck and as he pulled up in front of the house, he saw a cloud that was formed into a cross over the house. There is a picture of this on our phones. Um but there was a cloud formed into a cross over our house and my dad knew in that moment that God answered his prayer and that it was time for us to move and so therefore we we started to pack up. I mean, we sold our house. We literally just like how Jesus called Peter and the other disciples, come follow me. That's exactly what we did. We left everything behind, literally. We sold absolutely everything we had. We moved away with nothing, just uh, clothes and a little bit of other stuff too. But really, we sold absolutely everything we had. We sold our house fast. We sold everything we had fast bought the tickets and we ended up moving to our parents home country which is Romania. We ended up moving there in a, a town around 40 minutes away from the capital Romania Bucharest in a town called Pitesht. Um and I I can say from there that's where God really started working in my life. Uh, of course I was not really okay with this though when we wanted to move. I didn't want to leave my friends behind. I had so many friends um and I was all about my ego back then. I was like, people knew me. I didn't want to give that up. I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to stay known, be known. I wanted to live the life that I wanted. I had a good life, I thought. But in reality, I didn't actually have a really good life. It was a really bad, sinful life. But we ended up moving. We flew to Romania, moved to Petest. Um, My first impression moving there was not really good. I didn't really like it. Um, I got more and more used to it. We stayed there around a year, close to two years, I believe. Um, but it was a good opportunity. I learned the language so much better. I'm able to literally preach in it or do a Bible study in that language now. That's a huge blessing. I wasn't able to do that before, being that I only just wanted to speak English. But again, how I said, God started really working in my life there. We started going to church even more often, and I started having a desire to want to serve God, to hear his word, to read the Bible. Um, and then one day, one day came uh, at this one church that we were going to, they had a camp. But in order to go to this camp, you had to memorize 100 Bible verses and then go tell a person or the judge 100 Bible verses in a row. And if you said them all correctly, that was your qualification to be able to go to this camp. I got onto that grind and I learned a hundred Bible verses, said them all, and I was able to qualify. So did my brother. In that camp, I wasn't really excited to go to, um, but I ended up going. And honestly, though I wasn't excited to go there, I'm glad I did go because it was actually one of the most memorable, time, memorable times of my life. It was a really amazing camp. At that camp, um, that's where I preached for the very first time. I preached like a 10-minute message, not very long, of course. I'm at, the, I'm at the beginning there. I mean, what do you expect? But 
I preached a first message for the first time about that one Bible verse, as the deer pants for water, so should my soul pant for water as well. That one Psalm, I preached off of that Bible verse. And man, that verse, it really got to me because I started panting for God's word. Like I, I really wanted, it was such an amazing feeling when I preached that one day. It was such an amazing feeling and you know, I, I kind of had like a, a fear of speaking in front of people. There was around 100 people there that one day, or even plus. But God gave me the strength, and I was able to preach that message for the first time. After that camp, that led me to the decision to get baptized. And I said, that's it. I'm giving my life to Christ. And so that was such an amazing thing. Instead of just getting baptized, you know, in my birth country, I was able to get baptized in my parents' birth country, and it was amazing. And I didn't have a regular baptism. I can say that for sure. My baptism was not no regular baptism. It wasn't like, uh, you know, one of those regular church services, people seeing I get dunked into the water, bam, we eat and go home kind of thing. No, it was a special one. I, it was out in the wilderness. We went to a dam called uh, Baraj Fidraru in Romania in the mountains. And uh, I we I got baptized in that lake with somebody else that gave their life to my dad baptized me and this other person that wanted to give their life to Christ and again that's where I had another experience at a very young age with God uh, I believe I was 13 years old at this moment when I gave Christ my life it was the month of August the 15th 2018 and I gave my life to Christ and as soon as I got dunked into the water. And as soon as I came out of the water, I remember, again, that same light that I experienced when I was nine years old came to me. And it, it sat right on top of my head. And I remember my whole head, my whole face was covered in that light. People would say it's the sun. But I know, I know it was not the sun. I know that it was something different. And after that, I really just started crying. Because I was so touched in a way. It was just so amazing. It was like exactly how with Jesus, he got baptized. And then John the Baptist saw how the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. It was kind of the same thing with me, except I just saw a light instead of a dove. And that was so amazing. I, I saw how the Holy Spirit came upon me. I saw how I received him, how the light came upon me. And man, right there, that was the best day of my life for sure. Being that because when I woke up the next day, I was literally no... I was not me. I was not me anymore. I was no longer who I was. I woke up and I had this huge miraculous change in my life. I woke up literally completely different. Something miraculous happened in me. Like some some people just get baptized and they still wake up the same tomorrow. And I thought that was going to be for me too. No, I woke up the next day. I was completely changed. The way I talked, my attitude, how I respected my parents. My whole life literally changed. It's like Christ took all the sin out of me threw it into fire, burned it, and he completely filled me with his spirit. I was miraculously changed. No, I was literally nothing from who I was in the past. I was changed from that day on. Of course, then times came, because we all know that when we get baptized, Satan comes then. And he starts attacking and attacking and bringing you problems. That's where I really had problems come into my life with other sins. But I can say that now I overcame those sins, so... Thank God, glory to God for that. I overcame those sins. I'm no longer a slave to sin. Moving on again came another time. And that time came 
being that we kind of felt that our journey was kind of over in Romania. Um, we didn't really like living there. It wasn't really for living. If it was for visiting, it'd be a different situation. But uh, no, we it, we just felt that our journey there was over. And so we decided, we said, okay, well, we're not going to, where, where should we move now? We know that here's not the best living of life in Romania. We're not going to go back to America because we're going to get back into the same thing. Where, should, where else can we really just move? And then came this thought came into our heart being that my parents were already Canadians and being that because my parents already were already Canadians and they, you know, they gave birth. My mom gave birth to me while they were both Canadian citizens. I automatically with my brother became Canadian citizens. So we're all already set. We all were Canadians and we all had the citizenships. We're, we were already set. I was set from birth. And we ended up saying, okay. Let's move to Canada. We're already set for there. We have the documents. Why not move there? We thought about moving to this one town called Windsor. Then we looked at uh, somewhere near Toronto and Hamilton or something. But then we saw Kitchener. And we're like, hmm, this place looks like it's the best place, honestly. And we said, okay, we're going to move to Kitchener. So again, we did the same exact thing. We left everything we had, only brought clothes with us, and we moved. We bought the tickets. We moved to Canada. Everything went fluent. Everything was beautiful. Everything went well. We expected people to kind of stop us and to ask us, okay, you know, why are you coming into Canada with American passports and the parents have Canadian passports? Because obviously at that time, we didn't have like Canadian passports just yet. We didn't apply for them. You know, all we had was like the citizenship, right? But... uh no, they didn't ask any questions. We got through extremely well. That was definitely God's hand that led us through everything, and we didn't get stopped because we brought a big sum of money with us too, right? No, but not nothing stopped us. God was with us. God had his hand and brought us right through absolutely everything. God stopped Satan from using anything against us. Praise God for that. We moved. When I moved here, I was still a little bit scared. I was still a little bit, you know, and that feeling like, why are we here kind of thing, you know, but at the same time, I was kind of excited because I knew that Canada, what's the difference between Canada and America, honestly, very few differences. Canada is just like America. And honestly, I can say now for sure that I like Canada more than my birth home country, America. It's way better, I feel, in my opinion. And I see how God has blessed me and my family here a lot, for sure. Um, Then came the time that, you know, to buy place to live, buy a car, get all the things set up, insurance, all that stuff that we needed. And God just worked in a miraculous way that, you know, we didn't, and he worked in a miraculous way that didn't, we didn't even expect that he would work in. God found us a person that went to this Romanian church, and this person led us to this church that we go to th to this day. We've been living in Canada now for four years. We came in 2018 of October. And we still go to this church to this day. And we just met so many other families that were very helpful. We were very blessed by God through these families. And now we're very close with them, and we're really thankful for that. And again, my life changed even more dramatically here. This is where I found my mission. This is where I started working for God here in this country. Uh, as soon as we came to this church, maybe two to three months coming into this church, the church had planned to start using the youth 
to give small messages. And I was one of those youth that got picked to bring small messages, prayer messages, messages or motives to pray about. And I would bring those in front of the church and I can definitely see how God started using me through that way and how the wisdom that he gave me through these kind of moments to be able to speak through me, to touch people. Moving on, I started going to prayer meetings at different people's houses here and God had started to speak uh, his word upon me through other people saying, God had put you aside, get ready, give your life to Christ fully because he's going to use you. He put you aside. He has such a great plan for you. I went again another day and God told me, look, I put you aside, put your life away, focus on my word, pray as much as you can. And then another day came when someone else said to me, uh, God is going to make you shine so big and you're going to be so bright for other people, but you're going to shine God's glory, not your glory. And then another person said to me, God said to me that you're going to be the one who would touch many souls. And I remember all these to this day. And all of this led up to the moment where God blessed me. And I remember one night, one night I'm just laying in my bed and the Holy Spirit came to me literally face to face with me. And I can't really explain how I saw him. It's so supernatural and everything. I wasn't scared. I jumped a little bit at first when I saw it. But at the same time, I wasn't scared. I know I had peace in me, and I knew it wasn't anything bad. It was good. It was the Holy Spirit. I just knew automatically. He came face to face with me and said to me, because I heard about this one thing called the baptism with the Holy Spirit. I know some people don't believe in this today. Some people do. Well, I can tell you for sure that it sure exists because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He'll never change anything. Amen. And I heard about this one thing called the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I realized that because Jesus was also baptized with the Holy Spirit, he was filled with the Holy Spirit, anointed with the Holy Spirit to do the work. He set this example for all of us that we need to be anointed by the Holy Spirit to do his work as well. And, But I thought that you could only do the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the church. I got really, I got deceived by some people. And I thought that you could only really just do this in the church. And uh, I knew that that was Satan's plan because Satan, he kept attacking me and attacking me because he wanted to keep me far away as possible from God's plan. But no, God came through and he said to me, no, you don't need to be baptized through the Holy Spirit in a church. You get on your knees now and pray and I will give you it. I said, you know what? That's right. The next day, uh, it was Thursday. Thursday we had church, but I skipped it. I said, that's that's it. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to pray that I may be filled with the Holy Spirit, that I may be baptized through the Holy Spirit. And God put on my heart to write that in a notebook, every single person that had done me wrong. And then I wrote down every single sin that I could ever imagine that I have sinned. And I prayed, God, I forgive all these people. God, forgive me of all these sins. And I started promising God. I made a promise to God. I said, God, if you give me the Holy Spirit and if you give me the gifts, whatever gift you plan for me, I promise you that I will never use it towards my praise, that I'll use it always towards your praise. And after I said, baptize me, Lord, with the Holy Spirit, I said it a couple of times. Something so supernatural happened, exactly like exactly like an axe. This rushing spiritual wind came in my room and flew across my face. And then the Holy Spirit shot down right on top of my head and went through all out my body. And I felt this 
heat and warmth and like this electricity going through me. And that's where from that day on, I was empowered through the Holy Spirit. And from that day, God had blessed me with so many gifts. And I will tell these gifts not because I want to show off. No, because I want to show you that God today still gives gifts. God gave me that day the gift of prophecy. God gave me that day the gift of words of wisdom. God gave me that day the gift of discernment of spirit. He gave me multiple gifts in that moment. And I started working for her. I started working in them. I started receiving messages for people. God started showing me the sin that people lived in. God started showing me the things that people were doing that were bad. God started showing me the plans that he had for people, the things that he needed to say that would happen in the future for these people if they wouldn't turn from their sin. And I was able to discern when evil spirits spoke through people or if when evil spirits, you know, would uh, go against God's message. And of course, it was not easy. I'm recently and recently recently in my life i've been despised as a youth in the last year i've been very despised as a youth i always you know i always read timothy timothy the the book of timothy i recommend that you read it if you're young read it because it's so good for the youth and whenever whenever i read you know timothy and it said do not let anyone despise your youth i didn't like i understood it but at the same time i really did not understand it i understood it but I didn't know the real meaning behind it until I went through exactly what that verse is talking about. You know, God would tell me to tell people things and then they'd be like telling me, you know, things that are very ugly. And I'll be honest, people have told me I deserve to be persecuted. People have told me I'm just a stupid youth that I don't know what I'm doing. People have told me these things. But listen, if you if this ever happens to you, forgive them and love them and move on. And continue to serve them and other people through the love. If Jesus went through this persecution, you're going to go through this persecution as well. And I really understood at that point, you know. And and there was many other moments where I've been despised. I don't even have to go over them. The Bible said it for a reason because this is exactly what was going to happen. And you see, God is good. God is good with us. God is amazing. And he was able to use me in this moment and in many other moments and and I can see especially how the gift of words of wisdom works through me. Because some now at this point in my life, what I'm doing is I'm still giving these messages in the church. I'm starting to preach now, actually, in this church. Not only that, but I'm being invited to preach in other churches back in my home country and other places. God led me to start this podcast. Uh, God is especially using me. But you see, what I noticed is in time of preaching... God is able to give me such wisdom in a, such a way that, you know, other I see other people, they they use like, you know, books and notebooks and they write down their whole sermon in the in that notebook. And I one day asked myself, God, why don't I do this? I mean, how come I'm like not doing this? How come how because I'm just preaching at this point, whatever God puts on my mind. I literally go up in front of the church with nothing prepared, with no verses prepared. And God gives me a whole sermon. And I can realize that this is the gift of words of wisdom. And I encourage you, all of you, seek the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but especially to prophesy, the Bible says. And this words of, words of wisdom gift is such an amazing gift. And he's able to speak such wisdom through you. It's not your wisdom, but it's God's wisdom. And I see how God has used me in this way that I don't even need to prepare anything. I don't have to prepare anything. God just says it right through me in that moment. I just go up there with the sword. And I have to go up there prepared and fill with the Holy Spirit and give yourself to God and then you will be used by Him. And 
it's just so amazing how God has been using me in this life. And I can definitely say I've been through a lot of things. I've been through a lot of things recently, and they have not been easy. People will go against you. And I have to say that the Bible warns us, especially through the prophet Joel, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, in the last days which we are living in right now, God will pour out His Spirit over the youth especially. And I want to say this over the youth, because I know I have a lot of youth listening. And listen, God wants to use you. Give your life to Him 100%. Don't lose the gift that He put in within you. Don't lose the gift. Give 100% to Him. But let me tell you as well, let me warn you, you will be despised. You will be despised as a youth so hard. And Satan will use people in the church, outside of the church, to despise your youth in such a way that you just want to give up. I literally, recently, I came into such moments that I literally just wanted to give up everything. But then I thought, how could I give up everything? After all I've been through, after all that I experienced with God, how could I give up? Stay firm in God. Stand firm on the rock. Nothing, will, None of these things will affect you. Stand firm on the rock. It's all worth it to follow God. Follow Him and give Him 100%. How I said, it, if, if you follow God, God never promised it's going to be easy. It's going to especially be hard. You're going to have to suffer persecutions. The Bible said, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. You're going to suffer these things. You're going to suffer hardship. But it's worth it. Serve God. Let Him use you how He wants to use you. But coming to an end, this is not everything that I went through. But this is the main part of my life that really changed my life. This is how I turned to Christ. I was a very rebellious young kid, but God changed my life into something amazing. God, It's amazing how God can change something so bad into something so good. We have Paul as that example as well. But anyway, coming to an end, I hope this testimony was encouraging for you. I hope that it was able to help you in some kind of way. God can change you. God can forgive any sin. Come before Him. Confess. Let Him change you. Let Him fill you with His Holy Spirit and live and walk in the Holy Spirit that He may use you and guide you. God bless you all and take care of you and live a life all for Christ, 100%. Amen. Thank you for all you guys coming by again to listening to another episode, episode 8 of Bear Truth. I hope you all enjoyed my testimony and that I hope that it was able to touch you in a different way to help you in life. Uh, make sure you guys share the podcast I want to thank you guys for sharing the podcast. We have people all over the U.S. listening in Michigan, New York, Colorado, Atlanta, California listening. We have people in Romania listening. We have people in the country, the European country of Georgia listening in Germany. We have people in Jordan listening and people in Yemen. Do your part by sharing. God is using you guys by doing this. Share it. So maybe people all over the world will hear and be touched by the word of God and the experiences that people have with God. Um, if you want to send me an email, any message, um, make sure you send me that in the description below. You'll see my email there. You can send me an email. But coming to an end, God bless you guys. May He all guide you in the next coming week. Be subject to God. Give your all to God. And may He use you all the time. Amen. <laughs>